This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor Ray's powerful two-day message entitled, Just Believe, is probably one of the most important lessons he has ever taught because it touches on the meaning of two words Jesus himself spoke about so often, faith and belief. Pastor is asking his listeners, who are you trusting, God and his word or the things of this world? Jesus himself said, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. The three Bible accounts, the woman with the issue of blood, the two blind men, and the raising from the dead of the daughter of Jairus are perfect examples of how faith and belief work together to do God's will. Faith is simply trust and belief in what God said he would do, but the strength of your belief will always determine the level of your blessing. Let's now hear more on how the power of just believing can change your life. I have to learn to continue to, everybody say it, believe. Just trust and believe. Can I get a better amen than that? So let's go over to another verse. Let's go over to Mark's Gospel, chapter number 5. And I love this uh, portion of Scripture. And this uh, starts um, out in the beginning. You all remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood. How many remember that story? And, and just so we can get everybody on the same page, uh, Jesus is walking through this territory, and there are thousands, I don't know how many people, but it says that he was being thronged by people. There were tons and tons of people, maybe thousands, I don't know. But they were all gathered around him, and there was a little woman who had a bleeding problem for 12 years of her life. How many of you agree with me? That's a long time to be suffering with a problem. So after she had used all her money, went through all the doctors, it said basically what the Bible's teaching is here, she came to the end of herself and she heard about Jesus. That's why, let me say it again, that's why we've got to tell the world about Jesus. This little woman came to the end of herself and she had enough sense because someone somewhere had connected her with Jesus. She either heard about him through someone's testimony. Let me go, I'm reading into this, but probably heard, heard about Jesus through someone's testimony, not testimony, but testimony. <laughs> And not just the monies, because a lot of people have the monies. You got to turn the monies into a testimony. So somewhere along the line, she had heard about Jesus. And now you have to understand something that for her to be in public while she was bleeding, this is menstrual bleeding, was illegal. And really she could have been stoned to death because she was breaking the moral code of that day. And we don't understand that today because that, that, that doesn't make any sense. But you've got to go back to that time and think this was, this was a huge mistake, huge problem. But she was so desperate. Let me say desperate. All right. She was desperate and she knew, she knew that if she could only get to Jesus, that something was going to change. See, we've got to tell the world, man, you need Jesus. 
See, you're not excited enough. We got to tell the world you need Jesus. Jesus is the answer. If I can connect somebody to Jesus, their troubles will be over. If I can connect somebody to Jesus, things in their life will be broken. Emptiness will be filled. They will have satisfaction from God like they've never experienced before in their life. God will, God will do a work in their life like they could never imagine. If I can just connect somebody with Jesus. Someone may have given this woman a testimony. So she heard about Jesus and she goes into the crowd. She doesn't belong in the crowd, but she goes into the crowd. And uh, there are people all around her and she can't get to Jesus. So you know the story. She gets down on the ground and she starts crawling through the legs. You know, people are feeling something touching their, their legs and they're moving, a, moving a, along. I mean, this is radical behavior. This woman is desperate. She's radical. But she already, she already knows it in her heart because she already said, she said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment. She was already believing. She already convinced herself if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I don't even need him to touch me. Oh, dear Jesus. I don't even need him to know who I am. I don't even need him to see my face. If I could just touch his, the hem, not even his garment, not even his arm, not even his hand, but just the hem. I mean, just touch the very end, the tip of his garment. I will be here. She was already believing. This woman was already believing. Her faith was roaring. She, she said, if, if I could just touch the hem. So she gets on all fours and she climbs through the crowd. She touches his garment. And it says instantly, not five days later, not two weeks later, instantly. It said virtue, and that means power went out of Jesus, went into her body. And, and it says instantly the, the bleeding dried up and she knows what's happened, obviously. And she's hooting and hollering, I'm healed, I'm healed. And all of a sudden, Jesus says, wait a minute, who touched me? And the disciples look at him and say, are you crazy? There are people all around you. Look at all these people. How do you say, who touched me? He said, I felt virtue go out of my, this was a touch. This was a different kind of touch. This was a touch of faith. Who touched my clothes and who touched me? And he looked around and he saw this thing. But the woman fearing and troubling, verse 33, knowing what just had happened, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And verse 34, and he said to her, daughter, my power made you heal or made you whole. No, it doesn't say that. See, some of you, I got you already tripped up. No, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say my power just healed you. Although we understand it was the power of God that healed him, healed her. Daughter, your faith, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Go in peace because your faith has made you well. So, man, I'm going to tell you what, faith is a pretty important subject. Oh, man, let that sink down deep on, on the inside of you. What are you believing for? All right, so let's keep going. Now, at the beginning of this story, there was, um, there was a ruler by the name of Jairus, synagogue, a ruler of the synagogue, and his name was Jairus. And he came and fell to Jesus' feet, and he asked him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. 
So Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house when this whole thing happened with this little woman with the issue of blood. So let's pick up the story in verse 35. While he was still speaking, some, uh, some of the rulers of the synagogue uh, came from the house of the synagogue and said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, notice, as soon as he heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid. What? Only believe. I love this story. Don't be afraid. Only believe. Only. Now, let me, let me tell you what. This is pretty serious. He knows how sick his daughter is. She was at the point of death. I mean, she was gasping for life at this point. His last resort is to go find Jesus again because he heard about Jesus. Because why? Because somebody told him, told him about Jesus. Somebody gave, probably gave him their testimony on how Jesus had changed their life or how Jesus had healed their body, how Jesus healed somebody else that they knew. Somewhere along the line, this ruler heard about Jesus because somebody told him about Jesus. So in a matter of desperation, his little daughter is at the point of death, he runs to find Jesus. And while he, he gets Jesus' attention, Jesus is distracted by this whole little affair with this woman. Some of the people come from the house and say, listen, Mr. Ruler, don't bother the master anymore because your daughter is dead. Now, do you think that, would you, would you agree with me that's a bad report? But what he didn't, what, what everybody didn't realize, that he was walking with the resurrection power himself, that they were walking with God himself, that they were walking with the one who had the answer and the fix for their situation. Oh, I love Jesus because he has the answers and he has the fix for every one of our situations, no matter how bad it may be, no matter how devastating the news might be, no matter how bleak it might look, Jesus has the answer. And when they got that devastating news, when he got that devastating, what did Jesus, the master of all eternity, the one who was and is and is to come, the one who is the Alpha and the Omega, the one who is there... At the, at the side of, of, of the Heavenly Father, when all earth was created, he was part of that creation. What does he say in the midst of this devastating, mind-blowing, I mean, talk about the life being kicked out of your daughter is dead. And Jesus heard the word and he said, do not be afraid, only believe. only believe. Oh my goodness. And notice how he said, do not be afraid. Because that devastating news can send a shockwave of fear through our lives that if we're not careful, it will knock you down, bowl you over, uh, uh, cause, cause you to, you know, fry you like toast. I mean, fear has a devastating effect. But notice Jesus said, don't be afraid. Listen, I want you to remember these verses the next time 
You face a challenge, a situation in your life. You look at that and you say, don't, I refuse fear. I will not be afraid. I will stand believing the word of God over the word of anybody else. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. Is this helping anybody? I'm, I, I'm excited about this. Do not be afraid. Only, the only, only, only believe. You don't have to do anything else but just stand and believe. That's it. You just stand there believing. Only believe. Now listen to verse 37. And he permitted no one to follow him except James, Peter, I'm Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult, or everybody, big commotion. And those who wept and wailed, now that was proof that this little girl was dead. But the master said, do not be afraid, only believe. He said, when he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they, they're thinking, they, and they ridiculed him, right? Because what are they saying? This man, you're out of your stinking mind. What do you mean? We know when somebody's dead. She is dead. She may even be cold at this point. Jesus said, do not be afraid, only believe. Now notice the next verse, which is very curious. But when he had put them all outside... In other words, folks, if you're going to get something done in your life, you're going to have to kick all the doubt and unbelief out of your life. Listen, like one person said, if if you want to fly with eagles, you can't hang around with turkeys. I can't hang around doubting, unbelieving people who refuse to release their faith and trust God. And I want to walk with people who are going to sharpen my faith and and are going to believe with me and stand with me and agree with me when I need something done. We're talking faith. We're talking about the possibilities that there are in God. I know what it looks like, but I know what God says. I know what, 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 what this seems like, but I know what God says. I need people that are going to be in one accord. That's why he took his, his prized disciples with him and he kicked all the... He didn't need the wailing and the crying. Oh, she's dead. Oh, he's crazy. What is this man? Lost his mind. Kick all the unbelief out of the room. Just get it out. You got to get it out of our life. I want to hang with people of like precious faith. Come on, are you with me? I want to hang with people that talk faith, live faith, breathe faith, eat faith, and have faith results in their life. That's what I want in my life. I need to get something done. I want to, I want to go farther. I want to accomplish more. I can't, you know, be around people that, you know, you say this, oh, I don't know, you know, well, you know, God, sometimes God, you know, doesn't, don't tell me about the impossibilities because with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. So don't tell me about what God's not going to do. Let's talk about the possibilities that there are. I need something to bolster my faith. Because we just looked at it. According to your faith, it's going to be done to you. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. He said to the little woman with the issue of blood, your faith has healed you. Well, if faith has this power to get the job done, then I want to know more about faith. I need more faith in my life. I need my faith to stay strong. Come on, is anybody with me here? All right. So, 
So, let me see. So he puts them all out of the room, came in. Why commotion? They ridiculed him. He put them all outside. He took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Then he looked up to the little child and he called her, said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, rise. Arise. Get up. Get up. I love those words. Get up. Listen, weary Christian, get up. Listen, sleepyhead Christian, get up. Arise. That's the word that Jesus said. Arise. Get up. Get up. Oh, you didn't get it. Arise. See, Jesus is speaking life to death. He's speaking hope to the hopeless. He's speaking, come on, are you with me? Come on. He's speaking help to the helpless. He's speaking breakthrough to those who feel bound. He's, he's, he's speaking deliverance to those who, who feel bound. Come on, are you with me? He said, arise. I say to you, arise. Get up. See, get up. And, and the Bible goes on to say, immediately, he spoke the word of life. He spoke into, said, get up, arise. Man, arise. It's time for Christians to get up, man. Some of us may not be physically dead, but we are dead. Emotionally dead. Spiritually speaking, dead in, in a sense. You know what I mean. We've got the life of Christ, but we're not living the life of Christ. I'm not going to fall for that trick of the enemy. Come on, arise. It's time for us to get up. It's time for us to arise and to awaken. That's what the Word of God does. That's what the Word of God does. And immediately the little girl rose and walked, and she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. Oh, I would be too. I'm still amazed over what Jesus has done in my life. Are you still amazed about what Jesus has done in your life? Or have you lost the memory of what Jesus has done for you? They were all amazed. I still stand amazed at the awesomeness of God. I was telling my testimony to a, a, a couple. They were ministers from local church here. And I, the first time I met them, they'd been here as long as I have. And the first time I met them. And they wanted to hear the testimony of living word. And, and I started, I said, you really want to hear this? And I started, and as I'm telling the testimony, I'm getting like really excited. And at one point I started to cry because I was like, oh my gosh, God, you really did all of this. I was so overwhelmed by what God did. And I was telling them, and I said, and I was talking, I said, you sure you want it? And they said, yeah, you're ministering to us. Keep telling us. I'm like, all right. And I, I must have talked for about 40 minutes. It was like preaching. And, and I, I, I just was overcome with emotion and, and amazement over what God has done. Because sometimes you're living it and, and you don't totally see it. Sometimes you got to go back and rehearse it. You got to remind yourself. Sometimes you need a face to just talk to and give your testimony to again. I stand amazed at what Jesus has done. They were amazed. Where's the amazement in this day? 
I see a lot of bewildered Christians, but I don't see a lot of amazed Christians. I'm amazed about uh, over what God has done. Are you amazed over what God has done in your life or in someone else's life? I want God to shock me. They, Jesus shocked him. Jesus is in the shocking business. Jesus shocked him. Say, here, you want to see how God works? Wake up, little girl. Arise and get up. And immediately she just stood up. And they're like, oh, my God. This guy isn't kidding. He means, he means business. And God still means business to this day. Hallelujah. I bet you, but I'm having a blast. I'm having fun. So praise the Lord. And, and she got up and they stood amazed. And let me tell you why, but we can't go any further. I've got a couple other verses here, but maybe another night. But I am still so totally sold out on this one thing, that God still wants to shock people. You see, some of us have been sitting in church so long that we're not, we're just, we're just, we're not impressed anymore. We're not impressed anymore. But I'm still totally sold on the idea that God still is in the shocking business. He wants to shock some people. And, and, and you know, if you're not willing to get shocked by God and you become complacent and you're, you know, distracted or whatever, then, then there are some people out in the world that you're going to bring in that are going to get shocked by God. They're going to get gloriously saved, gloriously touched by the power of the living God, shaken to the very core. They're going to see the sinfulness of their life and the deadness of their way. And they're going to stand amazed, shocked by the very power and touch of Almighty God. I am still convinced that God wants to shock some people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. See, we got to bring them in. We got to go get them, bring them in, say, come on, you got to get touched by the Holy Ghost. We're going to church and your life is never going to be the same again. I promise you, something's going to get them. I'm going to tell you what, you get them here, something's going to get them. Just like these people went seeking. Somebody told these people about Jesus. Somebody told them he heals, he delivers, he breaks bondages, he, he cleanses lepers, he raises the dead. These people went running, look, so, oh, Jesus, oh my, I need help. I'm blind. I want to see. I, I've got an issue of blood. I want to be dried up. I've got a little girl that's at the point of death. I need a touch. Somebody told him about Jesus. Somebody witnessed to these people. That's why they went looking for Jesus. And when they came in contact with Jesus, he shocked them. Every one of them were shocked by the very power and presence and touch of Almighty God. I'm telling you what, we need to get some people shocked. We, we, need, we need the shock factor. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.